Pray with me. Father God, we thank you for this glorious day that was not promised. We thank you for the gathering of your people today. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us grace and mercy throughout our week to bring us back together as a family again, to hear a word from upon high. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Again, welcome. Welcome. Minister Michelle, we are so honored and we are so grateful that you have chosen to join us in worship today and bring your entire family. Welcome all the young men and the young ladies and the little baby to Church of the Solid Rock. We are so grateful to have you here as well. So if you would please turn with me to the book of John, chapter 15. going to start at verses 9. If you guys don't have a Bible with you, I'm sure one of our members will be more than happy to share the word with you. John chapter 15, verses 9. We're going to read through verse 16. I everybody to Grab somebody, if you don't have a Bible, get next to somebody who does. And read this word together. We got our Bible apps on our phones, praise the Lord for technology, hallelujah. (laughs) I'm gonna be reading from the NIV. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands, and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearers, and doers of his word. You may be seated in his presence. This month we have been talking about spiritual friends, and today we're going to conclude our preaching series on spiritual friends. And today we want to focus on the sacrificial love. The sacrificial love. We are to love each other as Jesus loved us. And he loved us enough to give his life for us. Now, How many of you would give your lives for me? 
Now, I want you to think about that question before you answer it in your head, going, I don't know about that, Pastor. You got to be pretty special before. I had one hand in the back raised. That's my spiritual son back there. I knew I had somebody on my side. Hallelujah. Now, think about that question. Really, think about it before you quickly answer it. We may not have to die for someone, but there are other ways that we could sacrifice our love for them. Amen? Amen. And today I want to bring to you four points on how we can all engage in that kind of love. The sacrificial love. The first point I want to bring to us is called listening. How many of us really listen to the other person? Do we listen only waiting to respond or are we really listening to gain an understanding of what the other person is trying to articulate? Some of us are very poor listeners. Well, We can't even wait for the question to be asked before we're already trying to complete the question before the person even asks the question. And we don't even know what they're going to ask us. They could be asking us, do you ready to, are you ready to jump off this building with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I'm not ready to do that. So some of us need to engage in that sacrificial listening. Sometimes it's good to be quiet and just listen to what the other person has to say. They may actually have something really informative to say. Somebody turn to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13. And whoever finds it, I want you to stand and read it for me. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. In other words, spouting spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Never assume anything. Just when you assume, you assume incorrectly. When you start assuming things, you assume wrong. When you start judging a book by its cover, you could judge it wrongly. You never know. You never know if they they speak to you, if they say something to you, if you would just bother to just listen to hear what they have to say first and then respond, then you might respond correctly. Now, we can't help but how people respond to us. If we say something to a person, we can't help how they respond to us. It's how we respond to them. So it's up to us to become that listener. It's up to us to try and understand what the other person is trying to say to us. So don't assume that they're going to say something that sounds familiar because they may just surprise you. So that's one way to sacrifice our love for people that we say we love is to listen. Listen to what they have to say. Hear them and hear them well, then respond, and perhaps you might get a different reaction. Amen? Amen. Another way to sacrifice our love is by helping. How many people do you help each day? Now, how many people can you count from one to ten who will help you? We oftentimes help more people than help us. But it doesn't mean we stop helping. We continue to help each other, regardless as if they reciprocate. 
We're not looking for them to give it back. We're looking to please God. Amen. amen. And uh, honey, and, and look, mama saying praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> honey, she helped me preach this thing. She ain't bothering me. Go ahead. Go ahead on. We love babies in the church. Just keep an eye on them because first lady love babies. <laughs> so how many people do you think can help you in this life? But the question is, is how many people can I help in this life? How many people can I make a difference in their lives? How many people can I sacrifice? How many people can I go to and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, if you need my help, I'm here for you. And even though they may not be able to be there for you, still, you remain faithful. Yeah. Deacon was sharing her testimony how people fall off. But anytime you start getting closer to God, you can best believe you're going to lose a whole lot of friends. Yes, Lord. Anytime you sell out to Jesus, you're pretty much by yourself. Well. So don't be afraid and don't be alone when people walk away from your life. Let them walk. Means they weren't meant to go along with you for the duration well, of the journey anyway. Right, and they may hinder your progress. You see, right. it ain't stopping your progress. My Lord. By them not being in your lives, it's probably helping you along the way even better because you have less drama to deal with All right. and less foolishness to listen to. So don't worry about people that fall off. You keep on giving. You keep on doing what God has asked you to do. And you keep on watching God bless you in front of them. You want to tick the enemy off? Keep on trusting God. Amen. Stop listening to naysayers. Don't worry about people who don't like your post on Facebook. Who cares it's Facebook? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd rather they be mad at me than God be mad at me. Right. Amen? Amen? So it don't matter what your friends or frenemies think. It's all a matter what God thinks. Amen. So you keep on giving. You keep on giving that love away. You keep on giving that encouragement away. You keep on giving that joy away. You keep on reaching people like God has asked you to do. And you watch him continue to bless you, your household, your children, your children's children, so on and so forth. Amen? Amen. So keep on giving. Don't never let anybody take you out of character. Right. You remain faithful. Encourage. Encourage one another is number three. A lot of times we don't encourage each other. We see people having a bad day. We just go and let them continue to have a bad day. We don't try to help them. We don't try to encourage them. We don't try to talk them down out of the tree. We just go on and let them fall and stumble and continue to fall and continue to stumble. But how many times have you sacrificed your time to say, you know what? I'm going to encourage you today. And even though I'm late for work, I see somebody with a sad face. I see somebody with a low countenance. I'm going to stop and pause and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, how can I encourage you? We need that in our lives. Who doesn't like encouragement? When you're having a bad day, don't you feel like if somebody would just come along and encourage you along the way that you'll have a, a better day? Yes, yes. Don't it make for an easier day, a lighter day? It makes for a long day. When you're downtrodden and there's nobody there to help pull you up. There's nobody there to reach down and say, brother and sister, I can help you. I'm here for you. I can listen. We have to encourage one another. Jesus encouraged his disciples to, to always look out for each other. Always believe God and trust God. 
and trust their instincts. When people are not right, they'll typically show you who they are. Believe them the first time when they show you. Don't wait for them to show you again. Bob Molly would say, once bitten, twice shy. Okay? <laughs> Yesterday, First Lady and I had a, a chance to attend a conference that was surrounding domestic violence. And, and my sister, one of my sisters went along with us. And, and the speakers that were there, they all experienced some level of domestic violence in their lives, be it a husband or a spouse or a friend or an uncle, but in some way they experienced domestic violence. But they really didn't talk so much about the violence piece. They talked more about how God saved them right. and how God brought them out and how they gave God the glory. Some went from riches to rags. You know, sometimes it's from rags to riches, but some of these women went from riches to rags. They went from having multiple homes to homelessness. And even some attempted to take their own lives because they had nowhere to turn. They had nobody to encourage them. They had nobody to listen. They had nobody to help them. They were all alone by themselves. Their lives were so out of control, but the end result was this. God saved me. It was God who brought them out. It was God who delivered them from that terrible situation. And the moral of their story was, they could do all things through Christ, who gives them the strength. Those women encouraged me that I can go this extra mile. That if they can survive that, I know I got this. Because I have a big God who does major things in my life. And he keeps on doing great things in my life because he keeps on showing me that he's not only doing them in my life, but in the life of my church family. Well, well, amen. I've been on the job less than a year. Promotion. A fat raise. Woo! And then my manager was kind of upset because I didn't post for the next position. Well, I, I just got a promotion. <laughs> you want me to post for that one too? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're career women. You can't stay on the phone forever. I want you to promote. Oh. I says, well, you know you can't show me favoritism. She says, it's not favoritism. It's faithful. Amen. <laughs> See, God will put friends in your life yes, yes. that need to be mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm that are supposed to be in your life, that will help you in your life, to elevate you in your life. So I said, okay, next time they post for another position, I'll apply. Good, so get yourself ready. (laughs) Nobody does that but God. I started over from the bottom. Returning to an old company that remembered my work the first time I was there. So the, now they appreciate the fact that I'm back. Right. Doing a fantastic job. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. To God be the glory. He gets yeah. it all. Yeah. None of me, but all of him mm-hmm. through me. Mm-hmm. That I can do it. So I am grateful as well that God has helped me. That God listened to me. He heard my cry. <laughs> he understood my battleground. He understood where I was when I had to start over again from the bottom. 
But God is going to elevate. He's going to elevate me. He's going to elevate. He's going to expedite my elevation. He's not going to belabor it. So because I listened to God and I heard what he had to say, he is blessing me continuously every day. If the head is blessed, the house is blessed. Those women encouraged me that I can succeed in my craft. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No matter what life throws at me, as long as I pray and I seek God, I trust God, depend on God, and ask God for help, he hears my prayers. Those women survived to share their stories with us, people like us, who may have not experienced domestic violence on the level that they have to the point that they thought they were going to die. But they survived. And now they're all succeeding in their respective areas of expertise. And without a physical man. Without a physical man. One woman said that she was praying for God to send her a rich man, a rich husband, so she could live the life that she wanted to live careful what you ask for. (laughs) She got that rich husband, Mm -hmm. but that's not what God wanted for her. So the physical man didn't give her what she thought that she wanted, but it was that man upstairs. It was the man who stilled the waters. The man who calmed the sea. It was the one who walked on water. There was the one who relied on God to save him. Even in the midst of being crucified, God said, not right now, but later. You have to die, but you will come back. With all power of heaven and earth in your hands, you will come back. But for right now, I need for you to go on and take the fall. That's the man that I rely on. That's the one that sacrificed his love for me. That's the one who died for us on the cross. That's the man who I rely on. That's the man who encourages me. That's the man who's ahead of my house. That's the man who's ahead of my life. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And the last point I want to make about sacrificial love is giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life Amen. for one's friends. Think of one person in your life who could use that sacrificial love. Think of one person who could use a listening ear. Think of one person who could use some encouragement. Think of one person who could use some giving. Think of one person who could use some encouragement. Would you be willing to put your feelings aside to help them out? Can you put your issues with them aside in order to encourage them to have a better life, to do better, to want more? To seek God, even when they turn their backs on you. There's a way to reach people without actually reaching them on the physical, but in the spirit realm. 
how many people are you willing to give that kind of sacrificial love to? I've had a lot of people to reject me because when I sold out for Jesus, it was all about me and Jesus. Right. <laughs> My sister once told me when I first started preaching, she says, you know, when you sell out for Jesus, you ain't got no friends. She says, your friends will walk away, but spiritual friends won't. Amen. That's right. And that's what we're talking about in this series, the difference between a spiritual friend and a natural friend. A spiritual friend will stick with you by and by, through and through, regardless of what tough times you go through, even if you disagree. That friend will not leave nor forsake you. That friend will be there to listen for to to listen to you, to hear you, to help you, encourage you, to give to you, and you give back to them. Yeah. That's what spiritual friends do. Yeah. Now I don't know about these other fair weather friends. <laughs> they come around when things are good. Right, right. But when you hit rock bottom, where are those mm. friends? Mm tell people the best way to tell who your real friends are is to sick, to get sick and go broke. In that order. Then you'll find out who your real friends are. If you need somebody in the midnight hour to come and rescue you, can you call on that spiritual friend without getting some other additional words thrown at you? Well. Do you realize what time it is? It's 2 a.m. in the morning. I realize that, but I need a friend to listen to what I got to say. I'm struggling today. I need food for my family. I need for you to tell me that I'm going to get that job if I just keep persevering. I'm going to pass that test if I keep on studying. I'm going to get that new career going if I just keep on trying. And I'm going to see Jesus as long as I keep on living for him. I've had to lay aside many of my emotions to reach others. And as a result of it, that God has blessed me. He has allowed me to connect to this minister on Facebook. We've corresponded on Facebook. And here she comes to visit us and brings her entire family. (laughs) And the only reason why her wife is not here is because she at work. Now what type of testimony is that? What does that say about the relationship that she and I have developed just on Facebook? Spiritual friend. I enjoy what she has to say. She encourages me when I wake up in the morning. And I was so impressed by what she had to say. I'm like, hey, where you go to church at? I want to come visit your church too. And she beat me to punch. (laughs) But it goes to show you that when you do it all for God, when you do it all for him, God will help you to retain those connectivities that you need, that connection that you need with people to help you move forward in life, to keep you encouraged in life. Someone to listen to you, someone to give to you, someone to pour into your bosom. So that's what spiritual friends are all about. And I'm glad that I have a few spiritual friends that I can count on in the midnight hour, that I can call on when I need help, that I can rely on when I really need for them to be there. How many of us can say that we have been that sacrificial friend? I'm not perfect, but I'm always striving for excellence. I'm human, 
and I'm humbled at the same time. I'm giving, but not gullible. And I'm trusting in the Lord all the days of my life. And as spiritual friends, I encourage you to do the same. Trust God in all things, regardless of what it looks like. Trust in many ways. He always has a better plan than us. All right. He may not always share the details with us, and it's probably good because we deter from right, right. the process in which we're supposed to go through. And sometimes we don't like the pounding, and we don't, sometimes we don't like the beating. But sometimes God has to do that for us in order to get our attention. Amen. I know I want you to go here today, Minister Michelle. No, I want you to go here today, Deacon Aaron. Well, I know, Sister Marjorie, I need you right here today. Mm-hmm. It's not where you want to be. It's where God needs you to be. That's right. When we send our spiritual son away, we send him away with prayer, prayer protection. And we told him, represent you, God, your family, and your church. Well, do what them folks tell you to do. Let them know you, you got some home training. And you go out there and you be the best officer, not soldier. Well, best officer huh. you can be. Amen. My Lord. And he's shining already. Yes, Lord. In three months' time. Yes. He has proven what spiritual friends can do. Yes. Encouragement, listening, mm-hmm. giving, helping. And that's what we've done here at Church of the Solid Rock. That's what we do for each other here. We might be small in numbers, but we are mighty because God is with us. And I'm not ashamed to to share the gospel. And I'm not ashamed to say we're two or more together. And I'm not ashamed to say we don't have a big crowd, but we have a big Jesus. Amen, amen. And we show with him every Sunday that we are here to worship his name, to lift up the name of Jesus because that's what counts. What we do for Christ will last, and that's it. All right. So we're not here for shape, form, or fashion. We are here for Jesus. We're here to lift his name up every chance we get. And as spiritual friends, that's what I encourage you to do. Yes, Lord. These young men says, I love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I love God's word. Yes, young men. My Lord. I know the word. And I love God. What? <laughs> That's half the battle right there. And she does too. See? She said, I love God. You see, I heard it. She mimicked it. Uh uh-huh. I say, I'm good with babies. <laughs> I'm good with babies. Yeah, but, but uh, you know, watch your baby. On the way out. The world is in such a chaotic state, y'all. We cannot afford to help each other and be there for each other. Amen? We have to support each other. And we have to be giving to each other. It doesn't always have to be monetary. It could be time. Right. It could be just a shoulder to cry on. Mm-hmm. It could be a listening ear. Deacon has called me many times, Pastor, mm-hmm. I just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes she'll get to talking and she'll ask me, Pastor, you still there? Well, you told me to listen. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. I can listen very well. <laughs> So let us be here for one another. Amen. Amen. And let us continue to show sacrificial love one towards another. 
It doesn't have to be anything major. Amen. It's the smallest things that makes the biggest impressions. Yes. And people will carry that for the rest of their lives. And a lot of people don't remember what you've done, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. <coughs> and as long as you made them feel loved and welcome, they'll never forget it. Amen. And that's why Deacon stayed, because I showed her too much love. Too much. <laughs> I threatened her too. I said, you can't leave. I have to, I have to cut you. <laughs> With a rusty knife. <laughs> but she stayed because she felt love. Right. She felt community. Right. She felt genuineness. Mm. I don't fake it. i tell you the truth. I don't play favoritism. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Well, when you're right, you can stand up and fight. And I, I can admit if I'm out of line, if I said something that I shouldn't have said. But I don't mind putting you in your place, but I do it righteously. <laughs> and I appreciate her for honoring me in that way. Because, you know, a lot of times you've helped somebody and you don't realize how much you've helped them. And they may not always tell you how much you've helped them. But when they show you how much you've helped them, you don't have to say much of anything. Your actions speak louder than your words. So as spiritual friends, we've met some new spiritual friends today at Church of the Solid Rock from another body of Christ. We're all in this thing together, aren't we, Reverend? Sister, minister, preacher, prophetess, evangelist. Yeah, she, she got all that going on. Mm -hmm. This woman is deep, bad. She off the chain. Mm -hmm. A lot of what she has to say is really, really powerful. And I thank you and I enjoy that we have become spiritual friends. I thank each of you for being my spiritual friend. And I'm glad to see my spiritual son back home, Amen. safe and sound, where he belongs when he comes back to visit. Amen. Now that he's on his own, kind of, sort of. But not really. So I love the fact that God has brought him back safely. And as I come to a close today, I want you guys to understand one thing. These doors will remain open as long as the Lord says so. It doesn't matter if we've slipped back or we've backslidden, God gives us the grace to ask for forgiveness and he allows us to come back and be restored. As spiritual friends, if I see you going too far out on the seas or you cast your net out too far, I say, you know what, friend, I think we've gone too far. Let's really back in. Come back to safety. As your spiritual friend, I know you want this, but this is not good. This is better. So I asked you to wait. When we've watched this young man go from itty bitty to this. Amen. My Lord. From little bitty well. to this. That's a testimony. Yeah. He had a family, an immediate family, a church family, extended family, extended friends, extended mama.
his life. Yes, yes. For yours and mine. And to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for spiritual friends. We thank you for family. We thank you for extended family. We thank you for the children who are present here today. We thank you, Lord, for sending our guests to be a part of this church family. Now, Lord, I pray that the word didn't fall on deaf ears. I pray, God, that the word fell on open minds and open hearts. And I pray, God, that when we leave this place, that you will continue to be present with us today. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Doors of the church are open.